It's after dark, which means it's time for Jesse Naylor and your boy, Grant Cohn. Uh, the season's over. I thought it would, well, I picked the Eagles to win. But I was hoping they would still be going on, and it's not. So now we have to talk about the fallout of how the season ended, which was shocking. But first, Jesse and I, and I think all of 49ers, I'm not part of 49ers Nation, but anyone who's loosely affiliated to this team, watching it, enjoying it, covering it, needs owes Tom Brady a thank you. Thank you, Tom. Let's, let's give Tom Brady a, a moment. <laughs> Collective thank you. Thank yes, you so yes, much, Tom, for retiring a second time. You really saved the 49ers from a bad decision. 100%. We, it's, it's so funny because I think everybody knew that if Tom Brady was really on the table to return, he was going to come to San Francisco. He was going to come to San Francisco, and it was going to cost the 49ers way too much money. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to win another Super Bowl. And they would still not know if Brock Purdy or Trey Lance is the long-term answer. It just would have been a disaster. And and Tom Brady this time around at 46 is much different than Tom Brady was at 42, 43 in 2019 or whatever it was. This was not a guy that you wanted on your team at this point. And, you know, for the people that thought, you know, he's not washed, which, by the way, I, I was in that camp for a majority of the year until – until that Cowboys game and I saw it, I was like, listen, he he has the arm strength. That's great. He has great, quick, decisive decision-making. So I'm looking at him saying, well, he's still basically the same player, but reality is, Grant, he didn't want to get hit anymore. And that shows up in the sack section. You throw 50-plus times against the 49ers and the Cowboys and you don't get sacked one time, that's not because you're a quick decision-maker. That's because you're unwilling to take shots that was his biggest area of weakness, and I think he realized that, and that's why he's retiring today. Yeah, he should have retired uh, last year. I just wonder, yeah. like, why did he hold on, and was it worth it? Because it cost him a lot, but that's personal. Yeah. But, that, but I just wonder, Allegedly. Um, I mean, you know, who knows what was really going on there, but that's on the surface, it does seem like that's what it is. Anyway, so don't have to worry about that happening. That's good news. Uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks the Niners do have. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. Brock Purdy still weighing his options. The Niners seem mm-hmm. to, either very, to either be very confident that he's going to not have Tommy John surgery or very um, adamant that they don't want him to have it. He's still considering it. Um, do you think that this opens the door for Trey Lance to uh, take this team back? Yeah, I mean, as far as Brock Purdy goes, I Sounds like he wants to play this year. So you would, it's almost like he seems like he's weighing options that would keep him out less than six months potentially. I don't know if those options even exist. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But nah, that's man. the way I think he made it I think, Oh, that's the way he's, Well, I'm sure. What's he going to say? Like, no, he he's going to say the right thing. But at the same time, if I were him, I would strongly consider getting Tommy John surgery because from what I understand, if he doesn't get it, he could come back. But his arm strength might not be quite what it was. If he yeah. gets Tommy John surgery, he'll miss the season. But he could have an even stronger arm when he comes back. Yeah. No, that's true. That's very true. In fact, that's you hear that an awful lot. Jake DeLome was a really good example of this. Jake DeLome had the best season of his career after Tommy John, missing a full season. And I think that Brock Purdy could do it as well. And he's still very young. I, it's got to be tough, right? Because he's trying to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, and if you miss a year, he watched what happened to Trey Lance. I mean, the league can pass you up quick, and all of a sudden you're out of a job potentially. So I think that's got to be tough on him. We'll see what Brock Purdy does. But as far as is 
does this open the door for Trey Lance? Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> if if Brock Purdy's not able to go, they were firm that Jimmy Garoppolo is not an option. We know what the quarterback market looks like. Trey Lance would get his job by default and would have to figure it out and see if he can be the guy or not. However, I will say this. I think I've been pretty consistent. I said unless Brock Purdy won a Super Bowl, I didn't think that door was shut anyways. I thought it would be a competition. So, yeah, I mean, theoretically, it, it definitely blows the door wide open because it's not even a competition potentially. But um, I think that door was was open regardless unless they had won a Super Bowl, which they may have. There was a narrative when Jimmy came back that the Niners brought back Jimmy because they had lost confidence and faith in Trey Lance mm-hmm. and that they secretly wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to take over. And I think some people felt that maybe Kyle sabotaged Trey. But I feel like this, what happened today, sort of maybe makes people think twice about that because it seems like they don't want Jimmy anymore. And they are more than happy to go into the season with Trey Lance as a starter if it comes down to it. Uh, unless they're super certain that Brock Purdy is going to be there for the entire season, which they actually kind of talked sounded like today. Uh, does it mean that maybe they're a little bit more confident in Trey than we thought, or do, are they just way more confident in Brock Purdy's rehab than we thought? I mean, maybe a little bit of both. They, they, you, they kept saying we have two starting quarterbacks. We have two starting quarterbacks. So, I mean, that tells me that they like both, but you know, I mean, I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure that they're looking at at Purdy and saying, okay. And that's what we talked about, Grant. I think everybody talked about Brock Purdy playing well means you can move on from Trey. No, that's not what it meant at all. Brock Purdy playing well meant you could move on from Jimmy. Because worst case scenario, Purdy is going to be the backup. And he's a damn good option for very inexpensive. You easily can move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's the starter, even better. Because you were already willing to move on from Jimmy for Trey, who would now be your backup. So... Yeah, that's all that tells me is they're just ready to move on from Jimmy and Brock Purdy playing well opens the door for that. What's unfortunate is it doesn't matter how well a quarterback ever plays for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. The Niners yeah. still have to stockpile the position because they can't count on Kyle to keep anyone upright. Can't count yeah. on it. So yeah. Brock Purdy's playing well, boy, he needs a starting level backup, maybe two. And yeah. not because of any not because of him, although although Kyle and John did a little bit of quarterback blaming today. Said Trey Lance needs to prove he can stay healthy. Said said that. It's like, yeah, what? Uh, uh, okay, oh. yeah. But Kyle doesn't have to prove that he needs to keep quarterbacks healthy after RG three and all these people. Like it's 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 on Trey. Okay, that's interesting to me because I didn't see it that way. Uh, I I agree. By the way, he didn't get hurt playing quarterback. He got hurt running the ball <laughs> twice with his knee, and then and then the second time here with the ankle. Uh, you know. He's he's not going to challenge Shanahan. The di- the dichotomy between those two, you saw it right away. They asked him about, "Are you going to come back?" and and he looks at Kyle, kind of like half joking, nervous laugh, like, "Well, I think Kyle wants me here still." Like, Is that okay? yeah. bro, come on. Did you hear um, Kyle Shanahan call uh, Trey Lance a dual threat quarterback today? Uh, yeah, sure never did. said that before. In, yeah. sa- in fact, in the past, he used to fight back, push back against that, right, and say, "No." Yeah. no. No, we we want him to be a quarterback who can run. Did he, did he say that? Now he's a dual yes. threat quarterback yeah. to justify okay. the, the the injury. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. interesting. Now yeah. he's a dual because if you wanted a dual threat quarterback, Justin Fields, he's a yeah, better athlete. One hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yes. So don't give me that dual threat stuff now, Kyle. Too late for that. I could pull receipts all day. I got, I got him. I, 
Isaiah Gill says, been waiting all season, Trey Area. Trey Area. <laughs> <laughs> Have the Niners given up on Lance? Apparently not. We just talked about it. Um, that, that was from uh, a couple minutes ago. Purdy should think about his future, not the Niners. He has a job waiting on a team in the NFL based on the tape. He's not paid enough to risk it. That's how I feel. Brock, yep. I w- if I were you, I would make the decision that's in your best interest. And if that's playing in six months, great. If that's getting Tommy John surgery, great. I support it. Yeah, the flip side of that is, I mean, Sean, I'm, I'm sure you're an athlete yourself. I, I know how I was at 23. I mean, I'd fight through every injury imaginable just to play sports. So, yeah, he's probably got that competitive edge and you know we'll see hopefully it it doesn't hurt him long term yeah hopefully um she prays mike says did you peep the low-key shade john lynch threw at trey he had to prove he can stay healthy what about him playing like a quarterback and not derrick henry i like that yeah i definitely did and and it, it was interesting because right before he talks about brock purdy who was injured twice in a seven week time span and what did he say? Oh, you know, I mean, just really unfortunate that Brock, I mean, he tried. It was just a freak thing. Oh, this guy snapped his leg. He's got to prove he can stay healthy. It's like, wait, hold on a second. And and I, but you know what's funny is I actually agree with what he said. I agree with that part. But you should have lumped all of your quarterbacks into that and said, hey, w- regardless of, of why, you know, I don't think this is anything that, that we can do to change it. It's unfortunate. But we need a also, healthy quarterback this year. That's Kyle how went from we saying Kyle went from saying that Brock should have stepped up in the pocket to it was a freak injury. Well, I yeah. thought you said he should have stepped up in the pocket, right? So it's his yeah. fault. No, it's not. Yeah. Now it's no one's fault. Oh, right, right, okay. Right, right. It went from being it's not my fault. It's his fault too. Actually, it's no one's fault. Okay, no, it was your fault, Kyle. Aiden says you think ask you should ask Kyle about the Johnny Manziel comment and be like Trey has that same build. What are y'all's thoughts about Isaiah Wynn and DTR? He's a little bit bigger than Johnny Manziel, but yeah, uh, I like. DTR, but I'm a UCLA guy. It's like the only team I watch. I don't really have much to compare it to. Yeah, I mean, I we talked about Isaiah Wynn last year too, remember? Like that was him. one of the trade deadline things that we had talked about for sure. Uh, Nathan Bobick says, Purdy already shown he's better than Jimmy. Lance might be better than Purdy if he is amazing. If he's not, we're still better off than we were. If he's healthy. Hope yeah, so. Absolutely, yes. She prays Mike says, I like Lock Purdy, but my dog Trey definitely deserves a shot. I believe he's going to be great. Call me crazy. I would never. I don't think you you're crazy. crazy. I would yeah. never call you crazy. Oh my God, hire Fangio. Fangio, some need some good news. Love you, moi. <laughs> it's the moi that gets me. <laughs> moi. Hey, I, I will do my part to get Fangio back. Every loss came to a running quarterback. Just saying. Yup. Yup. Yeah, but I, I feel like the yep. defense actually did a pretty good job in those games. They just couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't score points, and I don't know how yeah. a running quarterback stops them from scoring points. But that's the way it played out. I feel like having a running quarterback it really freezes the Niners linebackers. The Niners linebackers are a big advantage that they have over most teams. And all of a sudden, you saw some really bad tape from Fred Warner just like frozen while Kenneth Gainwell's running past him. Like that, yeah, a lot of teams can't true. do that. A lot of teams can't do that. Every loss came got you, uh, Miguel Niners fan. Uh, to my core, but F what they want. Purdy, get TJ, get 100, then come back. Do what's best for you, man. Whatever that is, I don't know. Lance should hire yeah. me as PR, Isaiah Gill. Yeah, because you just say Trey Area all the time. I love that. Jacob says, <laughs> <Trey> Area. <laughs> saying a player needs to prove they can stay healthy and in the same breath say it's just bad luck. How does that work? Yeah, man. Like, didn't, didn't John Lynch say, you know, a lot of time, like, 
these guys, I got hurt a lot too. And then I went eight years without missing a snap. But Trey needs to prove he can stay healthy. For a lot of yeah. people, it's just fluky. But for Trey, I, what? Who wanted Trey? Why was he drafted to this team? It's so bad. It's so unfortunate. I, and I always feel like broken bones aren't. That's not an injury-prone thing to me. It's like you either have like something degenerative in your ligaments, you constantly have soft tissue injuries that you just can't fight off. That's injury-prone or or having an injury problem. If you break a finger and break your ankle, it's like, okay, what do you, what do you want from the kid? You want him to drink more milk? That's is that the solution? I don't know, but breaking bones is not an injury-prone thing. It sucks, but. I mean, it's definitely it it's like, definitely a it's definitely a dairy related incident for sure. Yeah, for, it's dairy. for sure. Yeah, it's all about dairy at that point. Get this I mean, man I'm telling you, milk. ever since I asked Robert Sala if I think I think Jimmy Ward broke a bone in 2019, I asked Robert mm-hmm. Sala if it was a milk related issue. Jimmy Ward's <laughs> career took off after I asked that. So, yeah. is it a coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> team looked great with Trey against the Hawks before he got injured. Check the yards per play before he got hurt. Yeah, they were moving the ball, especially they were running it really well. I think he threw like two passes, hit one, or hit through two passes, three hit passes, hit two. I mean, it was fast. Larry yeah. D. Grigsby, Grigsby says, um, Kyle's problem is he doesn't develop his quarterback as a thrower like Andy Reid. You had two point. You had to point out the bent knee. That's why Vic's best year was Reid's same issue. You had you had to point out the. I did have to point out the bent knee. It's true. It's true. And Andy Reid's. It's true. Vic's year was with Andy Reid. It's true. Coaches and, matter. Andy Andy Reid, um, Andy Reid, when when he went and got his quarterback, he also went and learned the offense that he ran in college so that he could incorporate it into his playbook. That's <laughs> a big very difference. Smart. Very smart. Um, also, the Eagles are very into incorporating college concepts into their offense. They've been into that for, mm-hmm. since Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni. It's something they want to do, and the Niners are very much stuck in 1994. It's okay. I mean, they were great in 94. Still good now. It's just they got to figure out a way to be good at 94 style and keep their quarterback healthy. If they could do that, Super Bowl champions. Yeah, but But so far. It's interesting because that's what we say. And then once they put in Trey Lance, it's like, oh, well, we got a dual threat quarterback. So we're going to completely change what we saw on film and we're going to run with that. Like, why? Why? They want to be Philly so bad. And it's funny when asked about it before the game. It's like someone asked Kai, like, are there similarities between you and Philly? He was like, I don't see any similarities between you. It's like, you jock Philly so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you jock Philly. You jock their styles so hard. Uh, MD2020 says, how is it that Lance needs to prove he can stay healthy, but I have yet to hear those same words about Kittle season after uh, season from Lynch and Banana Hands. What's funny is um, Lynch and Shanahan were very defensive today, and Shanahan had moments of being smug and oh. – I don't think the the fan base appreciated it. And I think that they took that for granted. I think that they always feel that they're dunking on the reporters and that the fan base is going to cheer them on. But I don't think that happened today. I think a lot of people were like, yo, what? Huh? A lot of people. Uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of people that were like that. But I can tell you from uh, losing Twitter followers for posting about it, yeah, uh, maybe so a lot Twitter, of people like that they dunked it's on true. them. On Twitter, everyone loves that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. R- Refugio Gomez. Refu- Refugio? I think that people forget that Trey Lance won the starting quarterback job, Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, people are going to be very surprised next year. It's true. Trey Lance won the job last, last year. No, he was given the job, Grant. That's what I was it. told. He was, he was just, just handed, gift, gift wrapped it. 
Todd Anderson says either Brock or Trey hot hand will start season because team wants a good start to the season short leash for either or if struggling. Yeah, they got two starting quarterbacks, which means you got four no. quarterbacks <laughs> four quarterbacks hurt on contract injuries on contact injuries, but it's no problem says Clayton. It's no problem. Quarterbacks getting hit. Now again, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo like blowing out his ACL on a no contact thing, I I it's it's a tough one. Yeah, what are you going to tell him? Like, just go, don't scramble ever. It's a tough one. But these quarterbacks got hit, hit hard. I think, and here's the thing about the Kyle Shanahan comments. It's like, I think in a vacuum, if you look at each individual injury, you can say, okay, it was fluky or whatever. But it's like, don't be such a smug jerk about it, man. Like, right. Because to me, you talked about, the I could candy. just run the ball every time. Yeah. Thanks. You you yeah, exactly. Thanks. You talked about the the fan base. I don't know if I'm one of those players that got hurt and the way that he at the very end was like, "Oh, sorry you hurt your head and sorry you snapped your ankle." I'm like, "Bro, what? what? Huh? If if I'm your player, I'm like, do you even care? Like, care? do you care yeah. or do you or care? is this yeah. like just a dunk on the reporter? I'm really confused yeah. as to what yeah. you think about me as a player that you're yeah. just like this super sarcastic smug yeah. jerk about it i don't yeah. know and and again you know <laughs> kyle shanahan's a guy that i i said deserve coach of the year this year mm-hmm. i still believe that but man like that right there really really turned me off on, on kyle shanahan for, at least for today i'm like i that was a yeah. really bad look in my opinion a lot of people didn't think it was a big deal more power to you i thought that was an asshole move yeah i do too i text I, you I, right I, away right away yeah. i text you I tweeted, uh, Kyle Shanahan isn't great at showing empathy, which is like understatement of the freaking year. And I had a bunch of people on Twitter being like, why does he have to show empathy? <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right. All right, man. Okay. Do RPO stuff uh, Do RPO stuff with Trey and using like Jalen Hurts? I mean, I think they're trying to. I just feel like the Eagles are better at doing that than Kyle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. He gets a lot of credit for using RG3, but he got RG3 broken in like 16 games. So I don't know. Yeah, RPO is was I don't know, it's interesting because Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance ran a lot in shotgun. And you saw the RPO stuff with Jimmy. You saw a read option with Trey. You saw Purdy just run the offense the way it's meant to be ran. But when you look at Trey Lance in college, he ran it the way that this offense is meant to be ran. So exactly. I, it's like yeah, you, if you wanted to do that, you wanted Justin Fields. Square peg, round hole is is the and way that I've looked at it the whole time. Another thing with, with Trey, if you have this spread offense, this spread like Philly style offense, and it's the opposite of once they, what they do with Brock. With Brock and Jimmy, it's a condensed under center play yeah. action offense, like uh, tight ends and wide receivers in in close. With Trey, it's very much spread and open formations with not necessarily a tight end attached. So what they're what you need if for that kind of offense is two left tackles, which is what Philly had. You need a great right tackle because he's not helped. Well, although they try to help, uh, but anyway, he's not helped with tight ends. Like he's not helped with the great Tyler Croft and and George Kittle. So that's why Philly's been invested in Lane Johnson since freaking uh, Chip Kelly got. You need that guy. And the Niners, they don't have their right side of their offensive line is no, never good which means they're really not built to have that kind of an offense. You have to have a really good offensive line. Philly has it. The Niners don't. Well, the Ravens also had it when Lamar yes. was a rookie. They had a great yes. left tackle and right tackle. They had Ronnie The Stanley Niners had and, it with Kaepernick. Yeah. Yep. 
You yep. have to have a great offensive line if you're going to be this kind of – because once you get into spread, 11 personnel, zone read stuff, there's like two blocking combinations. Mm-hmm. You're not fooling anyone. You're not dazzling anyone. It's just that double team and the confusion on the zone read, and you got to push people around. And Philly oh, – we saw the viral videos. KC yeah. Colt says, did Lynch ever say Jimmy needs to prove he can stay healthy with all his injuries? Pretty weak from the GM. Man, a lot of, that pissed a lot of people off. Pissed a lot of people off. He did say Jimmy's so has a mission. It was so obvious, too. Yeah. It was so obvious. What are we doing with Brucey Johnson? Isaiah? What? <laughs> Josh Johnson? <laughs> Free agent. Brucey Johnson? I don't know. Uh, You're going to have to t- get back to me with that one. Niner Boss Talk says, if we, if we stay stuck in 94 with our organizational philosophy, that's exactly where our last chip will stay. Well put. Well put. Vincent Campos says, as a faithful, I appreciated Lynch and Kyle's smug responses. Sorry to hear that Jimmy is gone. What's appreciative about that? Like, Okay, here here was okay. an excuse that, that I kept hearing. Well, I mean, if I was asked over and over about the injuries, I, I would have responded the same way. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. They know the answers to the test. They knew before they went out there that those that question would be asked. Not because you guys tell them what you're going to ask, but because it's the most obvious thing in the world to ask. You've got two quarterbacks that aren't healthy at the moment that are your future quarterbacks, your two starters. Neither are healthy right now. Of course you were going to be asked about that. So why would you be smug when you know what the question is? Because you can't help yourself. Because you can't help yourself. Because you can't help yourself. Yeah. Also, here's the thing with Kyle. He has way too many people in his corner, on Twitter, in the fan base, who tell him that he's great no matter what. So he came out today and a bunch of people were like, yeah, you dunked on those guys. Like, He has way too many people that tell him that everything he does is great. He's never wrong. It's a really loud chorus. And I've never seen a, a coach who's not a champion have this much backing. It's strange. So he really feels like he never does anything wrong because there's so many people around him telling him he never does anything wrong. That's all he hears. And so when someone like me says, hey, Kyle, I'm questioning X, Y, Z, he looks at me like I'm literally crazy Mm because everyone around him tells him he's right. Yeah. Everyone. It's It's not healthy. It's a bunch of yes men. (laughs) Exactly. What do you guys think? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was was just going to say just because he gets criticized in some areas doesn't mean that – well, at least for me, I don't know what you think about him. I think he's a good coach, but I also don't, I know he's, he's not without flaws. So if I point out something that he does not so good, like, I don't know, being a smug jerk in a press conference for no reason. Um, I'm not then also saying that he can't win games and isn't a good play designer. <laughs> These things are very separate. They're very separate. They don't he- have to all fall under the same umbrella. He's good. He's been to three NFC Championship games in the last four years. Even mm-hmm. with a great roster, not every coach could do that. He's For good. Sure. But the question is, is he going to get over the hump? And I think a lot of people feel that to do so, he's going to need to improve a little bit. And what I would say is, I don't think he thinks he needs to improve. I don't think he can improve mm-hmm. because I think his ego gets won't allow it. And so if that's the case, he's going to continue to come close but fall short kind of like Jim Harbaugh, but for different reasons. And I think that a cert- at a certain point, an organization has to ask itself, have you taken us as far as you can take us? And Philly, to their credit, to its credit, 
um, is very ruthless in that regard. Now, they generally wait until a guy has like bottomed out and missed the playoffs. So what I'm saying with Kyle is if he misses the playoffs next year, if he banks on Brock and Trey and gets them both hurt again and misses the playoffs, no excuses. You're out. You're out is what I would have to say. I know they're not going to get rid of him this year. I know it's not going to happen. I would trade him now. But if he misses the playoffs next year, that's it. That's it. That's it. When yeah, dude, you got I too th- much talent, man. No excuses. I I am under the impression, and somebody posed this question. It was Coach something on on Twitter. I wish I could give him a shout out, but um, I was posed a really good question. How long can you be a head coach without winning a Super Bowl? And I started looking at long tenured head coaches that didn't win Super Bowl, like the Marv Levies, um, Marvin Lewis, those types of guys. They were around for a long time and didn't win a Super Bowl. I, I feel like Kyle kind of falls under that umbrella where if he doesn't win, even Andy Reid in his first stint with Philadelphia, I feel like he's going to be given at least 10 years, regardless of whether he wins or not, because as long as he doesn't have the back-to-back losing seasons at this point or back-to-back non-playoff appearances, which I don't think he's going to have, I think he's going to continue to be here regardless of whether he wins a Super Bowl or not. I could be wrong, but that's the feeling I no, get. I agree. I agree. I just I get the feeling that he's not going to win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if he'll win with, with, with another team like Andy Reid ended up doing, yeah. but I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl ever with the 49ers. For whatever reason, maybe it's him, maybe it's the way the Niners have structured it. People seem to tiptoe around his ego in this organization. John, everyone. And he he just acts like a total um, uh, dictator who thinks he's always right. And everyone is afraid to say, hey, man, you were wrong on this. Everyone. So I, I just don't think it's – I don't think they're going to get over the hump. I'd love to be wrong. Uh, I'd love to be wrong. But I feel like he's going to continue to have a very, you know, 13 and 4, 14 and 3, 12 and 5. I just don't think he'll get over the hump. And people will have this conundrum every year. Do you do you try to get better? And people will say, well, what about Jim Tomsula and Chip Kelly? Like, have some pride. This is a great roster. J- Trent Balky is gone. You have a good reputation. If you got rid of Trent, uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think a lot of people would be interested in this job. It's just on you guys to find the right one. And I don't, I don't think they found the right one. I feel like they found Harbaugh and they found Kyle. And so far, those two are very similar in different ways. So far. The results are very similar. Very similar sure. in different ways. Now, yeah. Kyle took over. I uh, had to rebuild it in the first two. Throw out the first two years. Compare yeah. Kyle's last four to Harbaugh's four. They're very similar. They're almost identical. They're almost identical. And and 10 years ago, Jed York was like, you know what? Harbaugh, he's taken us as far as he can go. we got to find someone else. Now, it was ridiculous going to Jim Tom Sula. But I understand why he felt he needed to move on from Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. The same logic applies to Kyle eventually. He's got to come through eventually or at least show that he's making progress. And to me, he seems like the same exact person every single year. And I'm afraid that if he ever, ever matures, it'll be in 20 years when he's like 60. If he, if he, if it happens, if it happens. The the problem is, <clears throat> and I've laid out the stats many times, but this is a, if you want to win a Super Bowl, it's a quarterback driven league. Every once in a while, you get the outliers, but you need elite quarterback play to go win a Super Bowl. They are six years in. They don't know who the starting quarterback is. You know why? Because they all get hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah, that that's not helping things. Uh, for Brock sure. Purdy looked like he was the guy. Brock Purdy looked like he was the guy. He was putting up numbers. They were scoring points. I mean, he's small, but you can't 
I mean, the numbers were money. It wasn't like Jimmy in 2017 where they were kicking hella field goals and winning by like four points and people. Were, yeah, yeah, no, it they, it looked like legit the real thing, and then they messed it up. They messed it up. They were like Hassan Reddick's not going to wreck this game, but then he did. Let's move on. Corey <laughs> Davis, very Ace Ventura of you, but but then he did. Uh, who do you think? <laughs> who do you guys think the Niners are going to hire as defensive coordinator? Um. I kind of, I still feel like Fangio's waiting for the Niners to come correct with their money offer. I feel like if the Niners give him the right number, he's here. That's what I feel like. But I don't know. Fangio don't know. or Wilkes? I mean, those are the two guys they're looking at, and I think they're both fantastic options. Because here's the thing: Fangio wanted to be the head coach after Kyle, and they mm-hmm. picked Tom Sula. And mm-hmm. so I don't think Fangio forgot. So if Jed York wants to make things right. You know what's interesting? Is it seems off. like Fangio's choosing between two organizations that didn't want him. The 49ers didn't want him at head coach. The Broncos fired him as head coach. And those are the two teams he's looking between. Yeah. How do you go back to Bron- the Broncos? Like that so fast quickly. Too. As yeah. a coordinator. That's yeah. I couldn't do it. Are they uh signing Wynn or McGlinchey? How about Caleb McGarry? How about sign McGlinchey? I, I McGlinchey might be too expensive for him. Yeah, maybe. Which, <laughs> moving on, we'll come back to the Super Chats later. Jesse, is the light dimming on the 49ers' future? Man, this one's a tough one, Grant, because I feel like if you look at the division, it's going to be wide open potentially for a while. I mean, let's see how Seattle does with these draft picks. Let's see what they do with their quarterback position. But the rest of the NFC is getting extremely weak. Even the Eagles, who are very good, are, are going to lose a, a ton of players this offseason. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are about to get their first-round picks back, all of these things. But when Trent Williams, who probably won't retire this year, but sounds like he's maybe a year away from actually doing this, and we still don't know who the quarterback is. But might is. retire this year. Might retire this but year. Might, the words might, out of his yeah. mouth seem yeah. like it was 50-50. Kyle comes in and says whatever, but he said that stuff about Joe Staley a few years ago too. I don't trust Kyle anything yeah. that he says. I listen to Trent. Alex Mack, we thought, might come back too. Remember how long that yeah. dragged on? Because so, Kyle made it know. seem like it might. No, I'm not listening to Kyle anymore. Yeah. I, Fool me <laughs> once. No. I think Trent will be back. I, I do. But I think this could be it for him. So... You've got you've got that where you've got all of a sudden a left tackle that you got to go get. The offense is actually kind of old. I mean, Kittle's what going to be thirty. Um, you've got Usechek who's aging. Trent's like thirty five. Yeah, Usechek's like thirty two. But he's yeah. a running back. No, McCaffrey uh, I think is younger than Debo. Am I wrong about that? He's twenty six, but he's gonna be twenty. He's gonna be twenty seven next year. So Debo's getting older. McCaffrey's getting older. Well, Ross Broly's not going to be in this team next year. I mean, that's a huge blow. Yeah, Ross. So Runskill's gone. I don't know, man. Like the defense is relatively young, and that's good news. I just, I think it comes down to the quarterbacks this year. If one of <laughs> these guys proves that they are it, I think the light is shining very bright. But if for some reason neither of these guys can take a hold of this starting job, and and they've got to go out and get yet another quarterback next year. I mean, we might as well just blow out the candle now. Like, you're not going to win nothing, not with this team. You're going to have to shut it down and redo it all over again. They got to figure out the quarterback position. They have to figure it out this year. And they got to they got to improve in the trenches too. I think Philly exposed them. I mean, they look good in the trenches against most teams, but they got 
obliterated. Obliterated. Their D-line and O-line got obliterated against Philly. And if you're going to, I mean, either you're just going to wait for Philly to get weak or you're going to strengthen yourself on the O-line and D-line. Because right now what the Niners have is a great left tackle, a great D-end, and a bunch of guys. I mean, even Armstead, he gave you what? Two sacks sacks this year? Two sacks? Uh, The the, the number two sack guy on the team was who? Freaking Amenahue with like five? Like, so, I mean, Banks is cool. Banks is fine. Brendel's okay, but he's not going to be in the team next year. The right side of the offensive line has been weak forever under Kyle Shanahan. It's like he thinks you don't even need a right side of the They have half an offensive line, half a D-line. They, I'm sorry. They I'm just compared, compared to Philly. Right compared side. to Philly. No slander. They might rework the whole right side. I could see a scenario where Burford goes to right tackle, Zakels takes over at center, pose the right guard. Like They could rework the whole thing on the fly. I'm like not Poe. saying it'll work or, like or it won't. But I, like I could see that scenario happening. Philadelphia, first of all, their defensive line is 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 it Kel? Is he is he the center? Is is that because I know he has short arms? Is that the smart? I think they want him to play center. center. I think that's what they he want was drafted him to play. To play. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Um, but when I look at Philly, their whole defensive line is going to be remade. I also, to be fair, I know that there was some highlights where the defensive line was getting bullied by the 49ers, But let's take everything into account. When you're on the field for 45 minutes and you still give up only 3.7 yards of play, That I think the defense did a a bang-up job. They did a great job. It was just messed-up circumstances. It it really was. Now, the offensive line, they got manhandled. They got completely obliterated that game. To be fair, I guess what I felt Philly did was when, when Purdy went out, they went ultra conservative on offense. And they were like, look, we're just going to run into eight-man boxes. We're not going to turn the ball over. We're, you're not going to win. Like, we don't have to impress anyone on offense today. That's kind of the way I saw it. I, th- I think in the second half, we probably got that. But it was only 14-7 until the very, very end of that first half. You know what I mean? And Purdy went out the first drive. The very first drive. Yeah, I mean, out. you could say that it was a game, but I still felt like Philly was like, yo, we're not... <laughs> Oh, We're I'm sure. not going to beat ourselves. We're going super safety first here because you got yeah. Josh Johnson in the game. That's how I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They may what, have. Did they ever extend themselves? It was like super vanilla on offense, what they did the whole game. It was like zone yeah, read, zone I think read, they're also just read, vanilla screen. on offense. That's what I saw when I watched them. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of, it's like the same 12 plays over and over. They're just really they good at, at executing. They didn't beat themselves. I don't no, know, they man. They, they might win the Super Do you think they're going to win the Super Bowl next year? Next week? I, I, Definitely they're tough, man. Good. They're tough, man. They they're, they're they're a real complete team. Kansas City is a great quarterback and a great yeah. coach and a great D tackle and a great tight end and you know a mediocre team around that. Yeah, good I mean, D, good D coordinator too. Spagnuolo. There's a lot Spags. of experience on that team. A lot Spags. of experience. Definitely better quarterback play. My question with Philly is, and I know that on paper they're that complete team. But they, they're not battle-tested at all. They didn't have to do anything to reach the Super Bowl. You beat the Giants and then a, a zero quarterbacks for the 49ers. Like, to me, they didn't really have to do a lot to get there. Kansas City had to, like, go and beat the team that everybody thought they couldn't. With Patrick Mahomes on one leg and their three best weapons hobbling her out of the game, like, they really had to fight to make it there. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're, we're about to find out. We'll see how uh, Patrick Mahomes on one leg does against that pass rush. Should do well. It's going to be tough. Todd yeah. Anderson says, if I were seasoned quarterback and the Niners called for my services, I wouldn't pick up the phone with you. <laughs> it feels kind of like 
I don't know, like almost making a deal with the devil, right? It's like, oh, I get to play with Debo and McCaffrey. And it's like, you go there and all of a sudden your numbers are looking great. And you're like, oh, my stock is up. My stock is up. I'm going to make hella money. <laughs> and then you're decapitated. I'm hurt. It's like, oh, damn, I saw it. I should have seen it coming, right? Like how many people have to make this Faustian bargain before I know that it's, I'm just saying, it's a tough one, right? Yeah, it's tough. I bet it's, Purdy's it's, looking at Kyle's a little differently. I bet Purdy's looking at Kyle a little differently right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyler Croft, and now you're saying, and you're pushing, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wait a second. It's my decision. Why, why, are, you talk, why are you talking through the press about me? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know. let me say this. I That Purdy injury, I think blame can go on on both sides. I really do. Where I had the issue was he did it again with Josh Johnson like, next, immediately the, afterwards. The next drive. And you know what that tells drive. me? You know what that tells me? It was in the script. It tells me that Kyle scouted Hassan Reddick all weekend was like, he's not that good. He's not that good. I'm going to show it in the, in the opening strip. I'm going to I'm gonna expose him in the opening script. He didn't He didn't want to make that point with Micah Parsons. No one tries to make that point with Nick Bosa or Aaron Donald, but Hassan Reddick isn't that guy. I guess he is. Do, yeah. Do you feel is. like... I see. I felt like that game plan would have worked if they had done it, possibly in the second quarter after setting up those edge rushers with screen games and kind of like getting them to to rush up field and then all of a sudden slow them down. And you know what I mean? I felt Can like I it say one more worked, thing? but it was just early. Can I say one yeah. more thing? It might have worked if Trent Williams wasn't tipping plays. Oh, dude! You, yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch the first six I, plays before, I know, before Purdy I gets hurt. No, like Grant, they, they keep they know. keep trying He's, to set up. Watch Hassan Reddick off the le- off the right side. Like he's never honoring run- even on run plays. He's just firing into the backfield. Like, yo guys, uh, you weren't gonna slow down Hassan Reddick in in any way, and it didn't help that the left tackle was doing what he did. And I... it came back. We you brought it up mid season. Trent Williams acknowledged it. The offensive line coach acknowledged it and said, you know, I talked to Trent about it and I try to reason with him, but he doesn't want to do it because he's more concerned about winning his one-on-one matchup than what it does to the rest of the offense. Well, we see the consequence. This is what can happen. Seven-step drop, play-action pass off the other side? Yeah, that's what can happen if you're tipping off the play. I'm sorry. You know what? If Trent Williams retires, that's okay by me because as great as he is, you need a guy that's out there for the team, not for himself. Sorry. I'm sorry. I I said it. I said it. You didn't have to say it. I said it. That's harsh. That's a choice he makes. It's a choice he makes. Can't have it. Can't do it. Can't win with him. I, the tipping play thing never went away, right? But let's, let's remove that from the equation for just a second. I think Philly, I think Philly literally told Reddick and all, all of their edge rushers on that side, first of all, if you match up with Mike McGlinchey, that's a win for you. Do not. I, I don't care what you see. Your goal is to go hit the quarterback first. If you happen to get back there and see the running back has it and you want to try to catch him from behind, great. But we're going after the quarterback every single play action because we know when we guess right, we're either going to put him out of the game or we're going to make him be in third and long situations, which is right where we want him. Because we don't think that he can beat us with his arm. That's the way that I felt like their game plan was. Kyle, for whatever reason, thought that that was not the game plan. And it was too late. It happened so quick and it was over. He didn't give the Eagles defense the respect that it deserved. And it cost him. 
B, especially their pass rush. BP uh, says Kyle Shanahan was sarcastic on his Jimmy Garoppolo comment. He said he got you. No, no, no. What happened was uh, Nick Wagner said, is there any a possibility of Jimmy coming back next year? And Kyle said no. And J- and Wagner said, I meant Jimmy Garoppolo, not Jimmy Ward. And Kyle's like, no, 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 I got you. I know what you meant. Um, yeah. MD, let's pick up the pace a little bit. We're, we're he, kind of falling Yeah, behind. real quick, though. he I do feel like Kyle was uber happy to tell everybody that Jimmy Garoppolo has no chance of coming back. He seemed giddy to get that one out of his mouth. Yeah, he was. MD2020 says common denominator and all quarterbacks getting hurt all came on the right side of the field. Banana hands calling plays. And yeah, that's true. The pressure tends to come from the right side. It was a reference to the longest yard. Oh, sorry. Oh, I got it. Okay, that was way back then. I got it. Niner Boss Talk says, is there ever going to be an offseason where quarterback isn't a hot topic? I mean, seven years now. No. That, that, that to me is enough of an indictment right there. That's the problem. It's a quarterback-driven league. You can't get, you can't get stability. You can't even get stability at the position. Stuntman says, "Grant, bruh, Javon Kinlaw is cheeks. He should have never talked crazy to the goat. You all respect, uh, all respect to him, though. LOL." See, just, it's funny. Really, like all of us, it's funny. Like during the off season, people were all mad at me, but now that he had a bad year, people are like making fun of him. Like I don't think it's funny. I'm rooting for him. I mean. I don't know, man. It's just like, it's it's a it's a sad story. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. Yeah. I don't think it's funny, but I, you know, sorry, stunt man. Bund hot dog says trade Bosa for a right tackle and pick. Save cap. Love you. Uh, still, moi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. His name I do is Bund th- hot dog. It's so sketch. I'm I'm curious to see how much a Nick Bosa is gonna make because you know I'm against quarterbacks making I'm against paying quarterbacks because they get paid like 15 16 17 percent of the cap dude mm. DNs are pushing 10 10 uh, double digits too what's he gonna be making like 13 12 percent of the cap at, at his peak I want to know because I'm against any player making more than really like nine percent of the cap unless you're no I'm really against any player because when you get hurt dude you're that's 10 percent of your cap gone go you gotta be the iron man it's freaking football I'm just against it but I don't know. He's he's gonna make a lot a lot of money. It's gonna be like thirty plus million a year. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's be, gonna be crazy. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be crazy. crazy. Um, Sub says I have a feeling there may be a big trade to free up some cap and replenish some picks. You guys get that vibe? Maybe Debo gets his wish. I don't get that vibe. I feel like the no. Niners want to run it back every year forever. The run it back vibe. That's the They'll vibe I get every year. MD twenty twenty says how about uh, about I mm, I about threw away all my SF 49ers gear memorabilia considering hearing Lynch talk uh, today and Kyle's smug ass. I'm sorry, comments not appreciated. Maybe it's just my audience, but I'm surprised at how I feel like they got at least one thumb down. Maybe not two thumbs down for their performance today, but one thumb down. One thumb up, one thumb down. Twitter, yeah. YouTube. Twitter, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff says, since we are out on Jimmy and Brock is injured, we need a young uh, backup quarterback for Trey. I hate to say I hate to keep saying it, but Will Levis is legit trade up. No, and draft him. He might even be available. Draft the guy. I don't think he'll be available. The mm-hmm. Niners don't have a pick in the top 100, but I do think they could draft. They they will draft another quarterback. I do think that. Jeff is yoked, by the way. Check out Jeff. I, I was just gonna say, Jeff. Check out Jeff. Listen, listen Jeff. I I appreciate it, man, but uh, n- super not, yoked, not, by the way, not, Jeff. Yeah. I think that's the only reason he he he, he paid yeah, to get yeah, on the show. Yeah, he paid he to show up. so that we could call him yoked. Twisted clown says, "Will this be the best team to not uh, not to win a chip?" It's feeling like they're gonna be in the running, and it's. I mean, 
that's an awful, awful legacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. And, yeah, and they, they, they again, it's a team that struts around like they won already. They don't realize that they're flirting with this being their legacy. A team that yeah. never finished the job. Kyle, Kittle, all y'all. It's important to it's important to finish the job at some point. And you know, people compare them to the Bills, dude. How many Super Bowls in a row do the Bills go to? Don't Four. compare yourself to the Bills. Don't yeah. do that. Compare yourself to the Harbaugh teams. That's that's what you're. That's where you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Right now, that's exactly what they are. Noe GQ says, I can't listen to Kyle talk anymore. Enough is enough. I'm tired of this mother-loving snakes on his mother-loving plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That good. MB2020 like says, I just may become an Eagles fan. At least they're behind their quarterback without that BS JL and KS display today. Totally uncalled for. Totally lost me as a Niner fan unfaithful. I will say that the Eagles do seem like an organization that knows what it's doing at this point. And if you wanted to model yourself after an organization, that would be a good one. I do think that the Niners and Eagles do business very similarly, especially in the front offices. Howie Roseman and John Lynch seem to be quite similar, but I think the Eagles are a little bit ahead of them, man. And I, I think, think, you know, the Niners trying to get that, that mobile quarterback was them looking at Philly being like, okay, I see what you're doing. I want to do that too. I see it. But Philly just Philly keeps their quarterback healthy, better. I know Hurts missed a couple games. I know he did. Still. Still, I want to say something about Philly. Everyone wants a running quarterback, but I feel like they're the team that has found the best balance of using a running quarterback and not getting him freaking killed. Them. Not Baltimore, not the Niners, them. That's what I'll say. If they win the Super Bowl, they are effectively the first team ever, in my opinion, to win it with a legit running quarterback. Yeah, the dual threat. I'm with you on that. They're a very intriguing... uh, very intriguing organization. Um, and if, it, you know, the Niners got to go through them. And if you can't beat them, join them. Stiking. Grant, next press conference, ask Kyle, why should the Niners, why the Niners should keep you? Ooh, you know my dad would do that. You know my dad would do that. I yeah, wish my would. dad could be in there because my dad would make Kyle twitch. He'd be like, what, what, what? Oh, Kyle Sorry. would hate him. Oh, I would be, hate and my dad, you, dad. Would, would really not care. The coach says, Grant, you've been waiting on this. Season just died. The body ain't even cold yet. And you're. Uh, rifling through the pockets of this team before the corner even shows up. The buzzard finally got his meal. Hey, that was a great extended metaphor, man. I love that. That was actually that. really good. Good job, Coach. But hold on, Coach. Let me just say, hey, you, 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 Grant, you've been waiting on this. You were waiting on Kyle doing great. Like, when you came on my show the first time three weeks ago, season wasn't even over yet, and you were coming after me saying that Kyle was the greatest coach of all time and I was wrong and I said, yeah, uh-huh, 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 but can we just wait and see how the season ends? And it was the same exact ending as last year. So I do feel a little vindicated. I do. And the, and, and the fact is, this ending was even worse than last year's ending. Like, this, this NFC Championship game was a travesty. It was a travesty. And he's still saying it was bad luck. And that makes me want to puke. Doesn't it make you want to puke, coach? <laughs> Uh, that in, like the, that one, it's it was a freaking travesty. I'm sorry, it, I'm outraged. To me, to me, the biggest the biggest issue that I have of of the whole thing was really just not challenging that play call. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. it comes down to. Because oh, yeah, that's fair. When you look when you look at it, that was the only real decision, like tough decision that he was put in in that game. If there were more tough decisions in that game. I don't know if he would have come through. I mean, what 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 is out there? What's the proof that tells you he would have came through with a tough decision if that game was on the line and and chosen the right path? Where's the proof of that? Yeah. 
And again, in, in, I don't, I don't want to believe the point. Coach, love you. Me and him tomorrow on this channel. Over under 1.5 IR trips for our QBs next year. What a, what a grim and morbid and, uh, you know, appropriate <laughs> over under. I don't want to do it. I don't I like, I don't like predicting injuries because it, yeah, then it sounds either. like you're wishing injuries and it's yeah. it's kind of like what that Dallas guy sounded like. I don't want to do that. Right. But at the same time, you can't act like this isn't a pattern. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Uh, I'm not doing that though. <laughs> Trent can't retire. He has a private jet to pay for. I don't need to retire. He's got a lot of money left to make. Why would he retire? Yeah. He's, he's going to make like, what's he going to make? Like $30 million next year? He's going to make a lot of money. Who asked that last question in the press conference? It was awkward. Jason Cole, I thought it was a good question. I should have followed up. I asked John because I didn't want to get that snarky answer from from Kyle. And freaking Jason at the end was like, hey, all due respect, Kyle. How yeah. can you say it's a coincidence when you're, it was four quarterbacks? I was like, thank you. This guy's got balls. Thank you, Jason. And, yeah. then, and then he got that answer. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really feel like that today. Because then I knew yeah. – because then everyone's dunking on Jason on Twitter when, frankly, he was – I thought he was the MVP of the press conference for that question. Good job, Jason. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. I yeah, do. I did too. He doesn't like me at all, but good job, Jason. Adrian Crespo says, did you notice Josh Johnson was shaking big time when he was putting his mouthpiece during the game? Remember Spice 1? He was hard. Thanks. <laughs> Spice, I do remember Spice 1. Thanks for all the content. I, I got you for dinner and drinks when you were in Houston. All right, Adrian. I'd, I've never spent time in Houston. I'd love to go. I didn't. I don't watch the television that much. I watch the, the replays of the, of the specific plays on TV, but I just feel so bad for Josh Johnson. I feel like he was just this... This guy who was going along and having a great career and he could retire and say one day, you know, you don't know it, but I was actually in the NFL for 15 years and I did this and I did that. But now everyone knows who Josh Johnson is. And it's because mm -hmm. it's one freaking play. And it's like he has to be remembered that way after after all that he did as a as a tryhard good story backup. Now he has to be remembered for this one moment that he never should have been put in that situation to begin. I hate that shit. I hate how how life can go from like Every, you know what I mean? It can go from like comedic to tragic. So it's not that he has a tragic ending, but it's like the football story seems so great for him. And now it's like, ugh. I in, don't know. In hindsight, ugh. in hindsight, the Rams kept the 49ers from winning a Super Bowl grant. Remember Tell when me. they picked up Baker Mayfield for no reason? Yeah. If oh, Baker Mayfield was the backup, they probably have a chance to win that game. It feels to me like the Niners really thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to come back and be the uh, the backup in the playoffs. And Jimmy was like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I, I think I could might be able to swing yeah. that. And they're like, great, we'll see in the playoffs. And they were like, we'll just ride with jo Josh Johnson and we'll have Jimmy. And Jimmy was like, oh, no, I, I j it's the funniest thing. I just can't do it. And they're like, <laughs> damn <laughs> Dude, I don't know where where the rumor came from, and I haven't seen like the actual anything that proves this. But I I had heard somewhere where he was like, "Oh, I just I, I wish I could put a helmet on in that moment." I'm like, "Bro, you could have put a helmet." I on heard in that, that too. I heard that too. Uh -huh. Kyle needs to sleep in Ayuk's doghouse. Hilarious. Casey Cole <laughs> says they outsmarted themselves by drafting a project quarterback on a win now team and not committing. Yeah, that never really made sense to me. They played mm -hmm. themselves. If you wanted to win now, you should have pursued a vet. If Trey Lance fails, it's on them. Embarrassing. You know, that's that's really a lot of truth there, man. If nothing, that's just facts. Facts. It's all factual, yes. Facts. Vicky says Kyle Shanahan is a choke artist when it comes to elevating its head, his head coaching in playoff Super Bowl. He will never win a Super Bowl as a head coach. I agree. 
We could be wrong. Vicky, I agree with you. Jesse does it. I, it's fair. And you know what? Niner fans need to sort of believe in Kyle because he's not going anywhere any, anymore. And if you want to be a fan of this team, which I gave up on that shit a long time ago, if you want to be a fan of this team, you can't do that. You got to believe in Kyle because you know he ain't going anywhere. You know he's not. You know he's not. No, he, he's not. He's not. And, and the thing with Kyle is like, I don't know if I'm the most confident that he's going to win a Super Bowl because it's really hard to do that. But I know that this roster is built really well. And mm-hmm. if they can continue to hit on a few draft picks, like they're always going to be there. It's like eventually, right? Like eventually he has mm-hmm. to break through. Maybe eventually he's not put in a tough position and he gets a, a run like the Eagles where he plays the Giants and then a team with their fifth quarterback. And then he sneaks into the, into the Super Bowl against a one-legged uh, quarterback on the other side. I don't know. Maybe, he could maybe get lucky. that happens You know what's Kyle. funny? You know what's funny? So Andy Reid had this reputation, right? Didn't Couldn't yeah. win the big one. But then he won one. And it's you could argue, you could argue, the only reason Andy Reid has a championship is because he beat Kyle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I like someone had like to win the, that game. Mahomes route, yeah. I well, yeah, because I mean, he got freaking smoked by the Bucks. Now, yeah, he was missing offensive linemen. He absolutely was. He got destroyed. Let's see by what the happens Bucks. in this Super Bowl. Let's see what happens smoked, in this game. I'm just right. saying. It's like I'm just. Oh, he- I, that, I'm really interested to see what happens in this game. If he loses to the Eagles, I'm saying, hey man, hey man, Andy Reid and Kyle might be real freaking similar, man. And the reason that Andy has a freaking Super Bowl might be because of Kyle. I'm just saying. We'll see what That's happens. That's kind of wild. I didn't we'll even see what happens about in this that. Game. Kyle gets quarterbacks and running backs hurt both behind a battle line. Yeah, I don't understand why he. The Niners' defensive philosophy is just pour all your resources into pass rush and D line because you have to hit the quarterback. Yeah. Well, if you understand that, then you should also understand that you have to protect the quarterback, right? For sure. Yeah. Philly gets it. Philly's committed to both trenches. The Niners are committed to one. That's so weird to me. So weird to me. I don't get that. It is a little weird. Uh, Jungle Karma says, if Kyle runs Trey up the middle again, then I'm out. He needs to be fired. He's going yeah. to. You don't think he, he's going to? Yeah. He's going to. Uh, if anything, it, and this is the biggest takeaway that I had from the whole press conference, and I don't, I mean, we're at this point, we're mixing topics, so it doesn't matter. But the biggest takeaway I had from the whole press conference is, you may not agree with with Grant and I that he was a smug, that he was smug and whatever. You could be, oh, that's my coach. I love that he's an asshole. You could whatever. The one thing that you cannot deny, the way that he talked about Trey Lance, if Trey Lance plays, he is doing all the same things. Hell, he might double and triple down. He might run him twenty times a game because thirteen wasn't enough for him. I'm telling you, he's going to use Trey Lance the same exact way. That is without a doubt. If Trey Lance is the quarterback, no question in my mind. Yeah, you call him Kyle Shanahan. I call him Double Down. That's his name. Double Down. Uh, Brady says. Brody says. I liked how you said common denominator on your question to Kyle. What happened to the weekly coaches meeting? Uh, we we had to take a week off. He was out of town. But tomorrow, 10 a.m. Coaches meeting. Me and the coach who just uh, donated. Lucas says. Who else would love to see Jimmy's pretty face as a broadcaster for Fox? Oh my God, he would have nothing to say. <laughs> I would love to hear Jimmy Garoppolo break down a football game. That would be comedy. Comedy. Sorry. It would just it be a good. bunch of zooming in and him like awkwardly <laughs> shy, shy smiling love, at the camera. <laughs> I would love to hear him actually give analysis on a football game. Wow. Trade Kyle for two first and hire Grant as head coach. Nah, man. I like quality control. I don't, I, I'm just a career quality control guy. I have no mm-hmm. aspirations. Matt Ryan, QB3? No. 
retire. Keneal says, feel awful for BP, but I'm confident in Trey. I'm convinced CMC is the force multiplier for the offense. Oh, I like that phrase. Even Jimmy looked like a legit starter with him. I agree. Love it. I, I do yeah. think CMC is is the the main reason in that offense, yes. Philly looked like uh, the more physical team all season. Kyle did not prepare for a defense that could play bully ball as well. The Niners had a really easy schedule, which I felt was a gift and a curse. I mean, it was nice to get a 12-game winning streak and feel good about yourself, but they were not really – they hadn't faced a team like Philly. Just hadn't. Maybe there isn't a team like Philly to face, but they were shocked. They were shocked. That was a first-round knockout. That was like a, a UFC fighter who had his hands a little low and got and got caught. That was weird is what happened to me. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a five-round back-and-forth whatever, and it – it was not that. It was not that. You watched Trey interview Grant. I like. I actually missed it. What'd you see? What'd you see? I wasn't there. Did you see it? Yeah. I mean, it was. It was the locker room say? like exit interview. He. I mean, he was very gracious with his time. It was. It lasted a while. Cool. Um. They. They asked him about his future and and if he, if he was angry basically that he hasn't had his chance and he just kind of laughed it off and was like, listen, I don't listen to all that. He's like, I I know what I'm capable of, so that's what I'm looking to prove. John 25 says, why don't they use Lance like the Eagles use McNabb? Because it's Kyle Shanahan, not Andy Reid. Did you ever see what Kyle Shanahan did with Donovan McNabb? Didn't work. I don't know. He's old, though. He was old. Stuntman says, Tank Dell, rookie wide receiver coming out. Don't you forget I told you. Uh, Jared Bailey wrote an article from All 49ers yesterday talking about Tank Dell. So I heard about him before you. Ha! Yanni Vander says, it wasn't a loss. It was a giveaway. Oof. Yeah. I would have been content if Kyle put the backups in hell, just walked the team off the field after the after JJ got hurt. Here's my problem with what happened after uh, when JJ got hurt. I felt like there were two options. Either go Wildcat with Debo and McCaffrey, because frankly, if you're going to go Wildcat, that's like the two best players I could think of. Or just freaking take a knee. Take a, take a freaking knee. Like just handing off every play. What's the point, man? So, you're not really competing and someone could get hurt. I didn't like that. Just take a knee or actually do Wildcat. Yeah, I thought Wildcat was probably the option. Like, obviously. I mean, if you want to compete, knee. yeah. So yeah. at least go 11 on 11. Like, yeah, why not? Very, you're not going to throw it anyway, so what does it matter? Yeah, like, clearly they don't. They hadn't prepared for it, but, like, McCaffrey's thrown passes, Debo's thrown passes, Jennings was a quarterback, Yushek was a quarterback. You could have, if you were super, super creative, you could have done something. Instead, you just... Handed off into a brick wall and went home. You essentially took knees without taking knees. Yeah, Ref- that's true. You know what I'm saying? Refugio says, every single time that I listen to Grant talk, I feel like I'm listening to a young Skip Bayless. Please don't go to the dark side and actually become. Man, that's not nice. I'm I'm way better than Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless <laughs> wishes he was as good as me. Sherpain says, Grant, it's also Skip Bayless is like roots for the Cowboys. I don't root for the 49er. <laughs> yeah, he does root Sherpain for the Cowboys. says, Grant, I feel that the Niners are pushing this six-month surgery, but Brock knows it's not good for him. They describe the surgery. It sounds draconian. I, I, they definitely feel like they were pushing it today. I felt a little uneasy about it. Jax yeah, has Purdy, thought what? Purdy himself was like, oh, you know, the biggest thing is like six months, I'm back for the season, and that's the goal. So it's like, well, it sounds like they're on the same page with wanting him to play this year. All right. All right, Brock. Be careful, man. Thoughts on Max Duggan, possibly to SF if he drops. I mean, he's old. He's experienced, but he's old and like he's older than Brock. Um, but I guess it doesn't really matter if you're not really thinking about guys long term. It's just my thing about quarterbacks who sort of like do well at the end of their career in college, but they're old. It's like, well, 
you're older than everybody. Eventually, you had to be good, right? Yeah. Brock Purdy yeah. was sort of consistently good from 18, 19, 20, 21. I think that's that's why I In like fact, DTR. You say that he regressed from sophomore yeah. to senior year. As also, as thanks for bringing up Max skills. Duggan. I kind of feel like the Niners were TCU this year. Like they mm. had a great year, but like at, in retrospect, they didn't really play anyone. And when they finally got down to playing someone, they got smacked, smacked. They faced Kansas yeah. City. They faced Philly. They lost by twenty three. They lost by twenty four. But in the meantime, in between time, they faced a bunch of Big Twelve opponents and looked great and puffed out their chest. But really, they were TCU. Sorry, sorry. And they had yeah. Mac. They had. NFL version of Max Duggan on there. I'm sorry. Philly, uh, Philly oh, God. Uh, yeah. Philly didn't play anybody either, though. You know what I mean? It was like a perfect mirror because it was like the 32nd rank strength of schedule and the 31st strength rank strength of schedule. Like, so that makes Philly like what? Um, like the good team in the Pac-12? They're like... Yeah, I mean, I think like, it makes... I think it makes Philly TCU. They're like Clemson? They're like Clemson? And, and, and the 49ers were Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And TCU ah, yeah. smacked him. Yeah, you're right. Nitin Kumar says, uh, laugh my ass off. When they said Trey needs to prove health, I think it was telling fans they drafted him to be used as a dual threat. He's going to be used that way no matter what. He has, no- has nothing to do with throwing. Yeah. Toki says Kyle has to give Trey the same offense as Brock. He's not. Dual threat. Kyle Shannon uh, thinks he could win with his scheme GC at quarterback. Oh, please. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> uh, Garija Von Jinx says the O-line has delivered a turd sandwich at the end of each playoff run just not good enough group three times they have failed the team I would have to say so turd sandwich uh, Four Niners Faithful says after listening Grant talk about Kyle don't be surprised some crazy Niner fan will injure Kyle Shanahan that's just no crazy Slant mm-hmm. says uh, Trey's gonna be with strippers in Las Vegas next year after a Super Bowl win 40 chess if BP came in when Josh Johnson did he wouldn't have beaten Philly Slant Bone really likes Trey Lance, and I appreciate that. And he's th- that image though was a little strange. Like, what? I don't, but anyway, I don't, Bob, yeah, that one's a yeah. little weird. I don't think any quarterback without playing all year would have came in in the NFC Championship and won. It, it would. It wouldn't have. Playing Philly in the NFC Championship on the road is not Miami at home no. in the middle of the season. Is there any scenario you see this offseason where the Niners improve the O line? I mean, that's gotta be yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, first 16 years versus Kyle. Um, again, we, we talked about this, but it's possible that they're very similar, and the only reason that Andy Reid has a Super Bowl is because he beat Kyle. We'll find out in two weeks. We yeah, will find out. Uh, Kyle got us looking like Cowboy fans last year. He really does. I'm, the Niners and Cowboys are so similar. They're so similar. <laughs> I mean, they, they, I mean, they won one in 94, won one in 95. Both guys are trying to bring back the glory years and haven't done it. At, at least we make it to NFC Championships. It's true. That is true. You, sh- uh, you should see some of Skip's coverage of, on SMU Scandal. The guy's actually a very legit writer. That is true. Uh, Bus301 says, Grant, how often will you be streaming the offseason? Damn near every day. Todd, <laughs> <Anderson's-> <laughs> Todd Anderson says, Cody uh, Mausch, NDSU OT. Hunter Loopke, NDSU running back, F- uh, fullback. Uh, Tucker Kraft, tight end SD State. We get younger for the future. Great tape on all three. John Lynch, you're watching. He just got you. The Gold Rush says, if Trey Lance didn't have second surgery, would he have been available for the playoffs? I guess we'll never know. That was the debate. Yeah, I don't know. Theoretically. All right, moving on. So, Niner fans want Vic Fangio. He might come to this team. Uh, but he's going to be very expensive. That might be the sticking point. Um, also, Steve Wilkes is an option. And he's a very good coach. 
Very. Uh, what do you know about him, and why should Niner fans be open-minded with him? Well, I think the best way to display this, and I did this on my show, but Grant, you have a much bigger audience, and I think Wilkes might end up being the guy. And so I think the way 49er fans, most 49er fans are looking at it, it's like Fangio or Bust. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think Wilkes is really good. So I reached out to a Panthers content creator. What's up, uh, Q? Thank you for responding. And he gave me a lot of information on Wilkes, a ton of information. And I think this information is worth reading, so bear with me. Um, I said, hey, I need the the scoop on, on Wilkes. He might be our de- defensive coordinator. And he responded and said, look, as a defensive coordinator, he'll bring intensity as well as accountability. He was our defensive back coach on our Super Bowl run, and the key reason that Josh Norman was successful in his breakout season. Hmm. As you can see, the effect that D'Amico has on your defense, he had on our entire didn't he re- team. Didn't he replace Sean McDermott in in, uh, in Carolina? I believe he did. Am I wrong about that? It Let me look at sorry, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. It wasn't McDermott. Who was it? it was uh, who? The guy that looks like Rich Madrid. Uh, Keep going. I'll name? find it. I'll find it. I'll yeah, find anyways, it. yes, he replaced him this year. And then he said, uh, philosophy-wise, under Rivera, he was the assistant head coach, and our system at the time was a 4-3 hybrid. He has the gift to inspire, motivate, um, and make you play better. Look at our season this year. Uh, This guy is special and well-loved here. Definitely a great pickup. He said his specialty is the defensive backs. He'll definitely elevate every safety and corner on the roster. He's a big reason that J.C. Horn looked good. And he is a gem that I really wish we could have kept. I think that's really, really high praise coming from the Panthers fan base and telling you who Steve Wilkes is. Sounds a lot like an older D'Amico Ryans, actually. Yeah, and again, he he did coach under Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott was a defensive coordinator for that team for a while when they went to the in that era when they went to the uh, Super Bowl, Wilkes yeah. was the DB coach, and then McDermott became the head coach of the Bills, and then Wilkes got promoted to DC, and he did such a good job that one year that he became the head coach in Arizona. So okay, uh, I see that, what you're saying. Okay. yeah, so he runs a similar um, defense. I feel like what Rivera and McDermott have been doing for a while is quarters coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Josh Norman, I mean, not man to yep. man, he's really slow and all like, quarters coverage. So I think it is kind of similar to what the Niners are doing schematically. And again, he would get the benefits of having Chris Kasarek and Johnny Holland and that stuff. And he's a DB, uh, DB specialty. Great. I mean, yeah, great. Perfect. Because the 49ers have a great front seven and the defensive backs, they don't, I mean, the defensive backs are definitely coming around. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good players there now, but if he can take them, I mean, imagine Hafunga's career. If it goes to another level, that would be great. And you got a D line guru, a linebacker guru. It'd be great to have a, uh, Yes. A DB guru as well. No offense yep. to Corey Unlid, but I don't think he's necessarily on Steve Wolf's no. level. No, no, not no. at all. So no. I, I just I thought that was worth sharing because again, like I said, I think 49er fans are looking insane. Fangio or Bus and anybody else are like, I don't even know much about this guy. Well, now you know Steve Wilkes, also very good. If he's the guy, you should be very happy. Elite Archer says, when does York get held accountable? Um, I mean, I I do what I can, uh, but he does own your, the team. Your dad held him accountable. Yeah. When are you going to fire yourself? Kev F says Brady watched the NFC game and said, nah, I'm, a, I'm good. Po- that's possible. possible. That's very possible. Possible. Grant seems like your big fans of Brock and Trey. Are these your favorite quarterbacks you've covered as people and players? 
I mean, I really do like both of them. They're they're quite mature, polite, well-raised young men. I really like both of them. That being said, um, as much as I was annoyed with Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, like, he was always really nice to me, too. So I, I can't, I mean, he was. Nick Mullins was super nice to me. I mean, I don't know. I like I, I liked a lot of quarterbacks. Alex Smith was a nice guy. I was just way younger than him. I didn't really have a relationship with <laughs> him. Right. Way younger than him. Trey Niner says, Fangio won't be here because Fangio runs a 3-4 defense and Kyle does not want the defense to change its scheme. I like the Panthers coach instead. Wilkes. Let me say this. Fangio runs many different fronts. Um, he was a consultant for the Eagles as well this year. And if you look at what the Eagles do, they run a lot of 3-4 under, which is basically four down linemen. It's they true. run a ton of 5-2, a ton of 4-3. I mean, they do everything. And Fangio also does everything. Yeah, when you talk about 3-4, that's a base defense. That's 30% of your snaps. And if you look at what he does, it's it's a 3-4 under, which is a one-gap defense. I I had this debate with Mike Sando like 11 years ago, but it's not a 3-4. A a classic 3-4 is two-gapping. It's a whole different thing. It just looks like it, but it's really not. Like when Alden Smith was standing up, he dropped into coverage less than Nick Bosa does. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can't treat him like a— yeah, when, when offensive uh, when offensive staffs are preparing for Vic Fangio and, and that team and Alden Smith, they're not looking at Alden Smith as a linebacker. No, that's a D no. end, and we have yeah. to block him as such. All right. Yeah, uh, Jesse, will you help us get out in front of some guaranteed off season narratives that you just see coming from a mile away? Oh, oh, dude, and and you already know what's going to happen. In fact, one of them was already mentioned at the press conference, but the contracts. Bosa is not going to get signed until the the 11th hour. So let's let's not even freak out when he's not signed in April and May and June and July. Well, at least he won't do like cryptic passive aggressive social media posts, I'm guessing. No. No, you're not going to get that. But Brandon Ayuk already is. Don't freak out. That's true. Uh Ayuk is not going to get a contract this year. So no. also don't freak out because he's, he's probably going to do things. To, he's probably, it seems like he's going to do things to uh, make people freak out. Maybe. Uh, he just might, he tried to, considering he, tried he to just did. and clarify. He what is, what was the clarification? He said that um, because Thibodeau was talking ish about the 49ers and the state, him and Staley had the back and forth, that he thought it was funny that all of a sudden they wanted him on the team. Okay. All right. So. Okay. Okay. Hey. So one time, I'll listen. All right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him one time. He I'll allow it. Doing it I'll allow it. We'll I'll allow it. I'll allow. I like Brandon. Only because I like Brandon. Only because I know his mom. Yeah. Only because I'm a friend of the family, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I th- yeah, I like Brandon too. But but Ayuk is not going to get paid this year. Bosa is not going to get paid until the 11th hour. Yeah. The 49ers are not going to go after every major free agent. In fact, they're probably going to wait till wave two like they always do. So don't freak out when this happens Yet again, because you know it's going to happen. It's the way that it works. And, oh, by the way, we're not going to know the starting quarterback until, I don't know, mid-August. They're not going to sign a wide receiver. They're not going to sign a a free agent until wave two? Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, chill. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's. I'm not cool with that. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. They got to sign Mosley. We're going to talk about their um, targets in a minute. But Mosley, I feel like you got to bring him back. But also... you want to take down Philly, you got to be like Philly. Look what Philly did this year. They brought in Bradbury, Reddick. Uh, who else? There was one more that was big. Reddick, Bradbury, Reddick. 
AJ Brown, three big right. ones. You want to take, the, you want to win the Super Bowl, take it. Stop saying like we'll just stay the same and things will break our way this year. No, man, take the damn Super Bowl, take it, seize it, like that, seize it. like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> take it. So, uh, yeah, like. If you could get a, a like a really good right tackle, or, or I'm, I don't want to go through the positions right now because we can do that next. But if you yeah. get some really good starters, like what are you waiting for? This is your window. This is your moment, and Philly is going to take a step back th- next year. So take a step forward. Take it to him. Take it to him. That's like a, a scary him. movie. What are you yeah. waiting for? That's what I felt like that was. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's the thing, Charvarius Ward was not on anybody's radar last year. He was kind of a wave two guy. He ended up being a major slam dunk. And then what did the 49ers do? They went he was all wave in, two? so to speak. He was wave two? I mean, I don't hey, know if it was technically full wave God two, love but him. it was... That was a good pick. But I mean, that was, was a... You need another Traverius... You need like three Traverius Wards this offseason. Three. Three. Not one. That was a great signing. Three of them. Three I of them. promise you next week, I will have a better grasp on the salary cap what I think is going to happen, players that they can target realistically, and who I think they they may target. But I, dude, I don't. I mean, because last year I see something. I, my, they ended up getting McCaffrey too, which they needed to do because yep. what they got was Traverius Warden, and even McCaffrey wasn't enough. Because even they said, you know, I wish we could have just kept our quarterbacks healthy so we could have competed against Philly. You don't get it. They knocked out both of your quarterbacks. You weren't prepared to compete with philly they beat you up it wasn't fluky they beat you up so you gotta respond you gotta take the next step so you can actually take it to them and you got that's the only team that you got to worry about philly the the entire offseason is about taking down philly and i feel like they did something last offseason but not enough and that's how i felt at the time and then they went on a 12 game winning streak and i was like maybe i was wrong but then they lost and they didn't win the, the Super Bowl, and now it's like, okay, great. You had your excuses. Take the excuses out. Make this make this your moment. This is a huge offseason, huge one. Sorry, we we. What are more offseason narratives that we have to dispel here? Uh, that's I mean that. And then if the they Q- if they Q- get Q- their guys in wave two, great, fine, fine. Because yeah. you don't have to splurge. Sometimes those splurge signings don't work out. Yeah, they don't. I mean, if you get some really good wave two guys, I mean that's starter potential. But what like, they did last the- year was basically get Traverius Ward and go special teams. Don't do that. Like their goal was one starter in special teams. Your goal should be three starters, and, and uh, that's all you need. And, and a they, quarterback. Yeah. They, they need, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the last narrative is is the quarterback competition, Grant. We're not going to – Kyle's not going to give you any answers while Brock Purdy is still on the mend. It's just not going to happen. So if Brock Purdy is out for six months, we're, we're not going to know until mid-August probably. And that's because he probably doesn't know. Let me ask you a question. Let me, I'm talking, I'm looking at you. Let me ask you a question. Uh, let's say Brock Purdy, let's say Kyle's right, because he's a doctor. Let's say Kyle's right about <laughs> Brock Purdy's recovery, and he's back, full strength, full strength, six months, beginning of August. And uh, Trey Lance is ready. He's been there for OTAs, and, and Brock's back, coming off this great uh, season. What do they do? Quarterback competition, what do they do? Because that's, that's what Kyle says going to happen. That's what Kyle says going to happen, right? So what do they do? What, what do I think they will do, or what should yeah. they do? What, no, no. What do you think they? What do you think they will do if Brock is healthy and Trey is healthy and training camp starts? Are they going to split reps, 
or is Kyle going to finally say, you know, I actually thought about it, and he's our, he's our starter? Because I asked today, and he's like, I haven't even thought about that. I can't, sure you haven't. Sure you haven't thought about it. We have two starting quarterbacks. About. I haven't thought about that. We have two yeah. starting. Do you think they'll ever actually make a call here, or they'll just rot, just not? I mean, I feel like he would make a decision and probably go with Brock, but I don't know for sure. I can't say. I don't. Oh, man, I do don't teams know. actually have quarterback competitions anymore? No, I mean because it's like not good it's like, teams, right? Yeah, I mean if you, like we're saying the Niners need to start faster so they can get the one seed and win the Super Bowl, like yeah, you, that splitting reps between two quarterbacks isn't the best way to to start fast, especially when one quarterback does one system and one quarterback does the other system according to the coach. So um, yeah, I don't know that that's that's still the best recipe. Yeah, for a one I seed. Know. I don't know. I think I, it might be a hypothetical that we don't necessarily need to entertain because it's up to Brock. Kyle made it seem like he knew it was going to happen. Brock doesn't even know what he's going to decide yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. All right, last question. What are the three biggest needs for the Niners this offseason? Let's go back and forth because I think there's five, okay. and I don't want to take all of them. So I will s- – actually, you start. Why don't you start? Your show, sure. you start. Okay, um, I'm going to be consistent and stay on brand and say right tackle. Mike okay. McGlinchey is serviceable. He's not bad, even though he does have these viral moments. Um, and it's fair that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be judged solely on those. But he's not a great offensive tackle. He's not particularly a good offensive tackle. If he were good, he could play on the left side. He is a serviceable right tackle on a team that gives their right tackle a whole lot of help. And I think the Niners could do better. So I'd like to see the Niners upgrade at right tackle. And that doesn't mean giving the job to Colton McKivitt. Sorry, Colton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Defensive tackle. I mean, Kinlaw is not the long-term answer at all. Yeah. So they need somebody. Um, yeah. Armstead's getting close to 30 himself. So they need, and especially if they bring in Fangio, and they are going to run a little bit of 3-4 under. I mean, you kind of need a fat daddy there. So, Do you think the Niners made a mistake not signing in Dominic Sue last year? I mean, obviously, but just for the stretch run. He was on 1,000%. 1,000%. 1, 1, and that was a guy that I wanted, but but I will, in all fairness, and Dominic Sue came out himself and said that he chose Philly and San Fair Francisco enough. was second. So they did Fair try. Enough. They did Got try. it. Fair enough. Um, but yes, it would have been great to have him. I think it would have been a major difference maker. Um but yeah, I think they need a, a I mean, it, it's it's a position that since Buckner has been gone, they need to figure out. And yes, they need somebody there. So defensive tackle. Free safety. Free safety. That was my second one. Yep. Okay. I love Deshaun Gibson. I love Jimmy Ward. It looks like they're not like Jimmy Ward is going to be too expensive, and they're going to talk themselves into not bringing him back. And they'll mm-hmm. probably resign Gibson, and he'll be cheaper. And I like Gibson, but he's a li- he's older than Jimmy Ward. And at what point do you not bank on a thirty three year old free safety? Uh, are they going to draft one? Would they bring back Jimmy Ward and let him play ball? Because what thing is, if you want Jimmy Ward, you could put him at free safety and then move him to nickel. You could play him at both. I'm sure he'd be willing to do that. If you played him as safety and played him like safety and asked him, hey, will you play nickel on third down? I'm sure he'd say yes. Do you not want that? Are, are, is Tashawn Gibson 
going to remain at his current level? Are you going to fall off a cliff at free safety? What is the plan there? Because I know you got a great CC from Gibson, but how long does that continue? Well, and they're both free agents, quite frankly. Yeah, so they, they need to, whether you bring one of them back or go it's get true. somebody else, I mean, that's, you they need choose. somebody. They need somebody. Choose. Yeah. Yep. I'll say, and this is crazy, both the positions that I'm going with first are on the defensive line. For a team that goes heavy defensive yeah. line, they sure all of a sudden look thin here. They need a running Damn. mate for Bosa. They, they need do. to, is Drake Jackson the guy? A minute who's probably going to be gone. Willis may or may not be back, but these are, you know, kind of pieces that you plug and play. Philadelphia had two legit, they had four legit edge rushers, but they need a running mate for Bosa to take some of the pressure off because, man, we saw in the playoffs, you can isolate Bosa, and if he's the guy, the only guy, I mean, sure, a minute who may get home every once in a while, but we're not too worried about that. We're just going to isolate Bosa and take him out of games. I got another position. Quarterback. Mm. And it's not because Brock isn't good, and it's not because Trey isn't good. I like both of them. I agree with the Niners. They're both starters. But I also think that the Niners can't be trusted to keep a quarterback upright and healthy. And it, 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 they don't. They disagree, but I feel the way I feel. And as long as that's the case, then they need to bring in quarterbacks in droves. They need to bring. They need to have numbers at that position. And I don't care if they bring in seventh round picks or whatever, because it seems like you never really know who's going to be able to function in this offense and, and hit the ground running. They need to bring in bodies. I trust them. If if they can find Brock Purdy, I totally trust them. I'll give. My observation, my, my suggestions, but I mean, Adam Peters knows better than me. They just have to address it, take it seriously. They got to bring in bodies. You can't be at the Josh Johnson level. You can't. You can't. You got to have three on the active roster and maybe two on the practice squad. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. It, that can't happen again. It cannot can't happen. happen again. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yep. Yep. Last one I have is kicker kicker bobby gold's a free agent do you really want to pay him a ton of money when you've got many positions of need i say you also robbie doesn't want to be on this team you know that right robbie's been playing here against his will for years he has like he has a wife and kids that don't live out here they live in chicago and he said guy uh, you know kyle can i can i go home i want to be with my family please and they're like no you signed a contract we're trying to win a super bowl and he's been like, okay. Seriously, like he lives out here in a condo by himself for years. And his wife and kids are, and, and, you know, that's their choice. But he doesn't want to be here. He's gone. Gone. They would yep. have to franchise tag him, which they did once. Yeah, I hope they don't do that again. No. I mean, uh, Robbie Robbie Gold's amazing. It's not because Robbie Gold is, is not a great kicker. I would love to have Robbie Gold back. But the money you're going to have to pay him when you've got so many other positions in need, I think you can draft a kicker, bring in a veteran, and then figure it out. Oh, that's true. He can't. Not even in warm-ups. Mm-mm. He's Cornerback accurate. two. Cornerback two, although I feel like they can re-sign Emmanuel Mosley and Diamador Lenore really improved as the season went on. I mean, yeah. he went from giving up 50-50 balls to intercepting passes. I feel like I haven't given him enough props. That's the guy that I went from. I was really dogging him, and then he shut me up, and I feel like what I need to do is be like, yo, I see, we, I see you, Diamador. I see you. You're killing it. Is Diamador your new Jimmy Ward? Um, it could be. I mean, he stepped up big time in two playoff games, so I, I want yeah. him to be. I want him to be for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll wait a little bit because I I do think he's got some more tests in front of him coming up next year. He's also really he's slow, play. according to Brandon Ayuk. 
<laughs> that was so weird. But, you know, he actually <laughs> played really freaking well after that. Uh, yeah, he did. He really did. So maybe that's what he needed. Jamal Jamal Armstrong says, Antonio Johnson safety at a Texas A&M hybrid type safety. That's a perfect fit for SF. Long, 6'3", rangy. Just don't know if he makes it out of the first round, though. Name to watch. Jamal, you hit a lot, so I'm going to check him out. Um, how nice would it have been instead of taking TDP if they had drafted, I don't know, one of the safeties that were available that both Kirby. ended up being really good as rookies? Kirby. Kirby. What's his face? Kirby, Kirby Joseph, Joseph. And, Kirby uh, Joseph. and Nick Cross. Oh, yeah. Either one of and them. Every- we Great. all knew they were good. And then, then <laughs> what's funny is, so people spend all offseason doing their mock drafts, right? And everyone put a safety in the, for the Niners in the first three rounds. And those were yep. guys that a lot of people mocked. And if someone were to put Ty Davis Price in a, in a mock draft in March or April, you would get panned. Mm-hmm. Then the Niners make the pick, and people are like, they That's love genius. it. That's genius. Yeah. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> And then it doesn't work out. It's like, dude, why did you – you knew that was a dumb pick. You wouldn't have yeah. put it in your mock draft. But then it happens, and you're like, well, I'm a Niner fan, so I like it. But it, yeah. you knew it. You knew it was crazy. Anyway, of course it so was. Like, of course it was. Uh, why are you acting like you guys don't know what's going to happen this year? Did the NFL not ship out next year's script? I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, great. Great. Did it. you see uh, – uh, Yes. Who's, who's the guy – yeah, you saw it. It's so good. I loved it. Yeah, I loved great. it. Sermon will probably win a Super Bowl before Kyle. Yo, I saw Sermon. <laughs> Sermon was inactive. Sermon was in the uh, the elevator down uh, with me. So the game was over, not quite over, and I was going down to the interview room, and Trey Sermon was in there with me with another player, and he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was just enjoying himself. I didn't say anything. He didn't mm. say nothing. I'm not quoting him, but he was just – I mean, he has a smile on his face, as he should have. Yeah. He didn't play, though. Yeah, uh, I'm sure what, he had some great things to say about the 49ers. He didn't say anything. I'm not oh, quoting okay. him. But he was smiling. He was having, Maybe he was smiling about something else. What mm. NFL team did you root for as a kid? The Niners. Maybe, Niner maybe somebody told him the same joke that Jimmy got told on the sideline. I think so. That was probably yeah, it. Uh, I think that's our show. Our, my, my shows routinely go 90 minutes now. They used to be 45 minutes. Now they're 90 that's minutes. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's okay. People just hijacked the show for about 45 minutes. There's about 45 minutes worth of Super Chats now. If you really yeah, time it out, yeah, there's yeah. like 30 minutes of us doing and then there's like 60 minutes of us being like, thanks, appreciate you, love you, thank you. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. So I, just to be clear, I grew up rooting uh, as a Niner fan. I am not a Niner fan. I stopped being a Niner fan roughly around 21, 22. I went down to UCLA trying to follow that team led by Mike Singletary and Sean Hill. But I learned that LA doesn't show the Niner games. They show freaking Cowboys. Games. How stupid is that? They show Cowboys games down doesn't there. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any freaking sense. America's team. Hell out of here. Do you think I know Warner it's told really me- hard for 49er fans to believe this on that side of the screen, like that somebody could be a fan and then not all of a sudden. I, I, I genuinely think people are like, that's impossible. I'm telling you it's, it's not because it is increasingly harder as somebody who's since I was six watched the 49ers, rooted for the 49ers. It's increasingly harder the more I learn about the team to continue to keep that diehard fandom. I'm, I'm just being yeah. honest on this side of things now. I just feel like I, 
I mean, I think about the Niners every day. I'm passionate about the Niners as any fan. For sure, I'm but, very passionate. Yeah, but I, like my emotions aren't tied aren't tied into their successes and failures. Like I find them interesting whether they win or lose. If they win the Super Bowl, great. If they lose the Super Bowl, great. Like I find it fascinating, and I, I don't understand why more people don't engage in sports that way because that way I always have a great day. It's always fun. Win or lose, I have a great <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. It's so much fun. But some people, it's like if they lose, it's like I don't 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 talk to me. I can't even look at my wife today. It's like, hey man, that's. That's a little and that's over the top why I for was me. for many years. Grant, yeah. I, I was that guy. And and yeah. I told you the story of how I stumbled upon you. Like when they were really struggling in 2020, it was your show and the way that you made jokes about it that kind of like made me get out of that a little bit. And then now that I've been doing this for two years, I kept saying this whole playoff run, hey, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. And I, and I chalked it up to uh, I'm very confident in the 49ers. That was my only reasoning, my only rationale thought. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, God, dude, like maybe it just doesn't matter anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's it doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't. But here's the thing. Uh, I feel like being a fan is I'm not trying to like talk down on fans because a lot of things times with fans, it's something that you were indoctrinated into from your father. It's very much like a father son kind of thing. And you got to understand, like, I didn't have that. My dad is a sports writer. He grew up in Brooklyn. He really doesn't root for the 49ers. So me rooting for the 49ers as a kid was to fit in at school and because I met Steve Young when I was seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really wasn't something that I had pressure from my dad to keep going. So once I, like, got a little bit older and I wanted to get into sports writing, then it was like, well, you understand what's expected, right? Like, you're not going to be a fan, right? I'm like, no, no, of course not. I want to be a, a legit journalist. Like, I was, you know, raised to be. Yeah. So that's not a, a type of pressure that I have growing up. Like, hey... This is how we bond. We watch games together. Like, no. The, the way me and my dad bonded was being journalists, covering the team. That's how we, that's, in a sense, if my dad had been a fan, maybe I'd be a fan, but he was a journalist, so I'm a journalist. Yeah, and, and my thing is, is like, I know that I'm still a big, uh, like a big fan in the sense that like, if if other fan bases like come after the 49ers, I'm like, no, like, you're an idiot. Like, we're going, we're going at it, right? But it's like, now I'm at a point where, I'm not like nervously watching and hanging on every second of every play of every game like that. That's gone right now. So here's the thing. You're not necessarily like, you know, a credentialed journalist, but you are a content creator and you do have to perform and analyze. And if the Niners, let me get in focus because I have to say it's really important. If the (laughs) Niners win, that doesn't mean that you necessarily will have a good post game show. Right. They won. So I, anything I say is good. No, you, that's irrelevant. You now yep. have to perform. And if they lose, that doesn't mean that your post game show is going to suck. It could mean that you could have the best post game show of the freaking season. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens in that game has literally nothing to do with how you're going to perform. That's all on you. And yeah. so if they win, you can't be affected. You got to be ready to go one way or another. So I wanted the Niners to beat Philly. I want to cover a, a Super Bowl, but Super I was Bowl ready to go. Sure. I was yeah. ready to go when they lost that game. I was ready to go. Yeah, you don't think that I wanted this run? I'm to trained to go. Like, I'm TTG over here, baby. Yeah. I'm TTG, ready to go, trained to go. This yeah. is birth. Yeah. Birth. The birth. Timothy Glander says, do you think Warner told Ayuk to haze Lenore? I don't think so, <laughs> but I'm not in the locker room. <laughs> No, I just felt like a like a practice argument that carried over to the locker room, kind of, probably. Just felt like that. Grant, you skipped mine and fish and chips uh, chats. Damn. 
Oh God, that's gonna be forever ago. <laughs> Hold on, let me get another one, and then I'll go back while Jesse's answering the next one. That's how we do. Sounds like you a stoic, Grant, finding good and bad. I don't know. Am I? I can see it. Two point says Grant, you, you think the Niners got killed in that game? They held them to seven points in the first half. Fourteen gifted by JJ, and the refs had, and the refs and had no quarterback. They would have won. No, because they couldn't keep any quarterbacks hurt healthy. Two quarterbacks got hurt. They got whooped in the trenches. Hard to win. You get whooped in the trenches. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, I'll tell you, like, Philly's fan standpoint, being on the other side, is, like, they don't they don't care. Like, they look at it and say, we earned taking your quarterbacks out. So, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's how they feel. Niners Cade says, did you guys see the quote from the Eagles defensive line coach? He said the D-line played with extra aggression from the hearing from uh, the hearing that our quality control coach got the whiz on his cheese stick. I did not get the whiz. <laughs> Everyone said I, like, I made a great decision not to get the whiz. I feel like getting the whiz is like a Philadelphia prank that they play on outsiders. Hey, you get think the whiz. Is, is that get what it whiz. was? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what cheese whiz. It's not good. I know yeah, exactly cheese what cheese is. It, it improves nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. That being said, and I'm not a snob. I love American cheese. She was like, "Do you?" She was like, "Don't get the whiz. Get the American cheese." I was like, "Thank you, thank." Because if she was gonna say get provolone, I'm like, "Eh, I don't need to you get fancy with that." You know what I always that. hated? What? That people love is the stupid, like crappy craft cheese, like fake cheese stuff. That people love that stuff. It comes in the slices, little plastic slices. The craft, oh like, yeah, disgusting. No, uh, 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 slant says, "Do you grant?" You know they will mess up the quarterback spot in twenty three. Yeah, that is true. They haven't I mean, gotten it right. It's yet. what I'm banking on. It's why I say that the Niners should trade Kyle Shanahan right now. It's why I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why I'm out, and I'm, I'm happy for him to prove me wrong. I was hoping that he would prove me wrong this year, but he didn't. Fish and Chip says biggest need: pass blocking, passing block scheme, priority quarterback. The biggest need is is to put priority. If they just prioritize, I don't understand. How they can prioritize hitting the quarterback, but not protecting the quarterback. It just seems like cognitive dissonance. Like how you should they go together? They go together. They, uh, they if go together. you really care about your quarterback, then you will care about them through the offensive line. Thank you. Uh, Reggie McKenzie once said something in a group interview when he was GM when my dad was there that I thought was philosophical and uh, deep. He said, big people let little people play football. I felt, so I felt like that is so true. Yeah, man. I mean, the little people is who you want. They're the difference makers, but they can't function without the big people. And I feel like okay. that's what we saw in the NFC Championship game. Like the, the, the little people in the Niners offense could, just couldn't play football because the big people weren't ready. Tyler Croft. I mean, Michael, all those guys, man. Just saying. That's a great just point. Saying. And it's very, very true. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you one mother freaking thing. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Grant, I need you to make sure Kyle keeps his word of no Jimmy next year. All right, I will. Lester says Grant is mid. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Eric mid says AF. mozzarella, provolone, Havarti cheeses are the greatest. I like cheese. I'm a big cheese guy. I like Par- Parmesan is phenomenal, though. I'm, I almost feel like. You can't like you can't really have a meat sauce or or a red sauce without. Oh, it has to have parmesan. And when they come to the table at the restaurant, they're like, "Tell me when to stop." I'm like, "Okay, (laughs) keep it coming, yeah, yeah, keep it going." I'll take a slight (laughs) snowfall. Thank you very much. They give me this look like that's enough. I'm like, "I'll tell you." Yeah, when it's enough, 
I'll tell you. Yeah, why don't you come back mid mid meal too? Because I I'm gonna probably finish the parmesan on the top, and then I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, need yeah. more. <laughs> I didn't see this sh- coming. Says Tinker. Is that how he finished it? Tinker, I kind of want to keep the story, uh, the show going just for your intermediate, intermittent chats, but it's over. Very good. Very we good. can't have two hour shows anymore. We got to draw the line somewhere, guys. This is the main reason I get, I'm a little nervous to do uh, cone phones is because they never end. They just go on forever. But okay. I promise to do a cone phone this week because we got it. We got to vent. You want me to tell you the trick? This is Tra- this is me. what I this is my trick. This is what I've learned because yes. yes. three hour shows like those dude, go forever. They go, and, and then I feel bad. I'm know. like, dude, I gotta you, stop. Yeah, yeah. So what I do is I pin the link to the top of the chat before the show starts, and then once I get like, I would say like three callers in, and I've still got a full room, I pull the link down. Ah, <laughs> and then it's like, smart. okay, you made it through. I know because I'm going to be talking to these guys for three to five minutes each. This is a good forty five minutes smart. left. That's what yeah. you get. You just gotta I feel do so, it. You see that look on their faces. They're like, oh, I feel like I'm a magician yeah. and I'm telling a three-year-old that I'm not going to make them a freaking, you know, yeah. balloon animal. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. You came here late. I want to make all your dreams come true, but I can't today. I'll make yeah. you the balloon animal next week. I did. Yeah. Grant says, Nathan, your audio problem isn't the mic. You need acoustic treatment on the walls and a compressor. Don't stop yelling for no one. I do need acoustic treatment on the walls too because this is all like concrete. This is like a conversion. Do you have a car? Do you have carpet underneath you though? No, I have a, a rug. I have a, a rug. Yeah, I That's need to fine. do a lot of shit here. N- Listen, you. Yeah, you could do that. You could either treat the whole room, get a pop filter, do the whole thing, or if you get this set up, dude. I'm oh, yeah. literally. If I show you my space, it's like wall, okay. wall, wall, and I sound fine. So. In two weeks, my room is going to be looking like the studio from Hustle and Flow. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be so. That's an underrated movie. I really liked Hustle and Flow. And one thing that was funny about it is, I like, I love rap. My parents are boomers, and they never understood it or liked it at all. And so I would always like listen to it like, kind of quietly. And if my parents come in there, I'd like, turn it off like it was bad or something. But yeah. they loved that movie too, and I got such a kick out of them. Loved it. Loved it, especially yeah, my, my did you dad. Show him loved Belly after Fly. that, <laughs> I haven't even seen Belly. What is Belly? You haven't seen Belly? No. What is Belly? With DMX? Oh no, I'm not a big Nas? guy. I'm oh my, that is. But I should watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. One thousand percent for the culture. Hashtag for the culture. Nathan says, "Grant, you're yeah, I got you." Sorry, I think there's one more, and then it's the show is over. Yep. Nope. Two more. Um, addicted to action says Grant. Uh, Niners should have got Tom Brady three years ago. True. Niners tried to get Aaron Rodgers not happening. Deshaun Watson not happening too late to get Stafford like messed around. What the hell are they not? Uh, what the hell are they doing not addressing the quarterback position? LOL. Um, well, Kyle thinks you don't need one and you can go cheap there. And, you know, Philly's gone cheap there too. You can go You can go cheap at the quarterback position. You just have to keep him healthy. You got to. You got to. And I believe in Kyle. I don't. I lied. I just lied. I just yeah, lied I to your saying, face. No, you don't. I just, I literally don't. Is that your new migrant? No, it's on. It's, it's in the mail. I'm going to order it right now. I promise. I, got, I told my wife last night I'm ordering it. She said, go for it. I said, great. It's expensive, but I'm going to do it. It's important. Cone phone changed our lives. Don't you dare stop that. I won't. I'm going to do one tomorrow or, or, or uh, either in the afternoon tomorrow or the afternoon Friday. Um, I promise. I give you my word. And I'll do it once a week in the off season. Cone phone is how you got half your mainstays on this channel. It's how I met you. Yeah. It's how I met you. Um, all right, that's the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. Hour and 39 minutes. Damn. That was Jesse, crazy. are you are you gonna keep going? 
You got, you got uh, I got nothing tonight. I'll yeah. be on tomorrow. Actually doing a call-in show tomorrow night. Uh, so tap in there. Last second sports. Listen, we are like 300-something away from 10,000 subs. Would be pretty sweet to get there soon. So show some love if, you, if you'd like. When I come on Grant's show, then show some love over at Last Second Sports. Definitely subscribe to Jesse. He should have been at 10,000. What, what the what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Thanks for watching, what guys. In the-